But you, O Lord, are a shield around me, my glory and the one who lifts my head. Psalm 3.3 Dear God, thank you for your purposes and plans that no one can ever ruin. You are always in control, and even when we don't like what's happening, we can trust in you and your plan for us. When our sin or someone else's sin makes us sad, help us to turn our eyes to you just like David. Help us to remember that you are a shield and you are the one that holds our heads high. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you for praying with us today. The Kids Bible in a Year podcast is sponsored by Little Passports, delivering monthly activity kit subscriptions that help kids explore the world, cultivate curiosity, and discover new interests with hands-on crafts and activities in cooking, science, crafts, and more, all with a unique cultural twist. Visit littlepassports.com blessed to learn more and save 20% with code blessed. Absalom comes for the throne. In our last story, David was persuaded to bring Absalom back from hiding to Jerusalem. In this story, Absalom will take action to become the king, and David will flee, as inspired by 2 Samuel. Julia Sadler here. Thanks for coming back and joining me for the Kids Bible in a Year podcast. Today, David is on the run again, but he will teach us a great lesson along the way. Here it goes. Listen closely. For four years, Absalom would ride in a horse-drawn carriage and hang out at the city gate, creating division and lobbying that he should be king. As he continued to do this faithfully, he stole the hearts of almost everyone in Israel. One day, He came into David and asked him for permission to go to Hebron to pay a vow to God. David agrees and gives Absalom his blessing. While Absalom is away, the king learns that the real reason Absalom went to Hebron was so that he could be pronounced king by all of his followers he had gained in the past four years. So David and his entire household leave the palace and make their exodus, except for ten concubines. While he is leaving, people along the countryside begin weeping and crying and mourning David's exit, except for one man named Shimi. Shimi began to throw rocks at David and curse him. He was insulting him because he was a relative of Saul. Although this upset David's servants, David ordered that they don't harm the man. Along this exit, David stops and has the Ark of the Covenant sent back to the city of Jerusalem and says that if God is pleased with him, he will surely bring him back to Jerusalem. Word came to David from Ziba, saying that Mephibosheth, Jonathan's son that David took in as his own, refused to leave, claiming that now was his chance at the throne. So David gave all that belonged to Mephibosheth to his servant Ziba. Finally, David and his men reach the Jordan River and decide to rest there. Meanwhile, back in Jerusalem, Absalom began speaking with Ahithophel, asking him what he should do next. Absalom was going to follow Ahithophel's advice 
until Hashai condemned the advice of Ahithophel and gave a different plan of action. Absalom changes his mind and decides to follow Hashai's advice. Discreetly, Hashai sends word to David to cross the Jordan immediately and warns him of his plan he gave Absalom. So David immediately assembled the troops and had them cross the Jordan in the middle of the night. Okay, that was a lot. So Absalom is back in town, but things aren't going so great. Instead of respecting David and keeping his heart right with God, he's trying to impress everyone with his fancy chariots and great hair. In fact, Absalom wanted to be liked by the people so badly that he started helping people in need. But wait, that doesn't sound so bad, right? Helping people is a good thing. The problem was that Absalom wanted to help others just so everyone would like him and make him king. He didn't care so much about the people he was helping. He cared about how popular it would make him. Once again in this story, we're reminded of how God cares most about our hearts. When we do a good thing, it should be because we want to obey God and show him we love him, not because we want to be noticed by others. Absalom aimed to make everyone think, he's so great, he should be our king. And the funny thing is, his plan worked. Because he was so handsome and had so many cool things, and help the right people, but for the wrong reasons. The Bible tells us that he won the hearts of the people. We can only imagine how David was feeling right about now. Most likely, he felt like everyone was against him and he had no one left to help him or support him. David had recently messed up and sinned pretty badly. And ever since then, things were going downhill. Could having to run from Jerusalem be a punishment from God for his sin? We're not sure. We never know exactly why God does what he does, but we know one thing for sure. We can trust him, and that's just what David did. Psalm 3 gives us a window into David's thoughts and feelings during this time when he writes, Lord, how they have increased who trouble me. Many are they who rise up against me. Many are they who say of me, there is no help for him in God. But you, O Lord, are a shield for me, my glory and the one who lifts my head. I cried to the Lord with my voice, and he heard me from his holy hill. I lay down and slept, I awoke, for the Lord sustained me. Do you see what he did there? It's something David does a lot in the Psalms. He talked about his big giant problem, but then he focused on God and he said, all these people are trying to destroy me, but you, O oh Lord, are a shield to me. When David found himself in a very sad, dark place, he turned his face toward God, agreed with God's plan, and trusted in him for the help he needed. He knew that God was the one who could lift his head and help him feel better again. As the story closes, we find David on a mountain crying. And guess what? It was the same mountain Jesus stood on years later and cried too. The reason both of them were crying was sin. Sin had messed everything up. Here's an important thing to remember. Sin brings about sadness. 
But when David finished crying on the Mount of Olives, he did something really smart. In fact, if you remember, it's the same thing he did after his baby died. He worshiped, and there's never a bad time to do that. He trusted that God knew what he was doing, even though it felt awful. Thanks for being with me today and listening to more of David's story. Next time, we say goodbye to Absalom and learn something very important about obedience. And remember, the Bible is the best story ever told. It's God's story to you, and it's all true. If this podcast brought you joy and seems like a valuable tool for parents and kids alike, please share it with someone you care about. Thanks for listening to Pray.com's Kids Bible in a Year. For more Bible stories and wisdom to last a lifetime, download the Pray.com app for free today. Thanks for listening to Kids Bible in a Year. I want to invite our adult listeners to check out my other show, Unapologetic, God's Truth on Today's Topics. It's unfiltered, important, inspiring, and we have awesome conversations and amazing guests such as Candace Cameron Bray, Vice President Mike Pence, Dr. Robert Jeffress, Shannon Bream, Maddie Pruitt, and so many others. We are helping you have conversations that empower you to have bold faith in a broken world. You'll be excited, inspired, and encouraged in your faith as you check out Unapologetic. Remember that you can tune in wherever you get your podcasts and on Pray.com.